0: This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. I've actually been counting down the days till we could do this podcast because I was blessed to get to read this book early that Christy Knuckles is working on. And I couldn't wait for her to come on. And the reason I couldn't wait was because I've watched her live this and it is so compelling and such a radically different way to live that it has convicted me and it has constantly reminded me that I have to get back to my center that I have to get back to how god built me to relate to him and from that place it feels like a thousand problems get solved all at once to use my favorite quote from aw tozer but christy this this book, let's, let's start with you just talking a little bit about what, what led you to write it and, and kind of how you ended up, because let's be real, everybody knows you as a musician and as a worship leader. And so this is a definitely a passion project for you. You had something to say and you wanted to say it in this form. So talk about how you got to that point. Yes.
1: Well, This book took me 15 years uh, really to write, and I think it was because God wanted me to keep living it (laughs) for like a really long time. And it was just this call, you know, I think really what what happened was, you know, 15 years ago, it's kind of how I start out in the book. I tell you um, that God used motherhood, you know, he won't use that for all of us, but it was just one of the ways that he used in my life for me to hit a wall and to realize that I couldn't do it all. I, I, at the time we were just touring and going, you know, a million miles an hour. And I think I thought when I had kids, I would just be able to strap them on my back and keep going. And you can do that for a while when they're really little, (laughs) but there was this moment, you know, that, I call it my farm table epiphany and actually right before that, I had just cleaned a toilet in my house and literally felt the Spirit of God meet me in the bathroom and in my house cleaning a toilet. So I love that because it's proof that He can meet us anywhere. And for me, it was important that it wasn't on the platform. It was important that it was like in the secret. It was like during the most you know menial task ever, ended up at my farm table. I literally did that thing where you open your Bible and let it fall open. (laughs) That's where I was like, okay, God, you're here. Let it fall open. And he brought me to Psalm 37, which I tell you in the book is actually the scripture. It's like my life passage. It's how I was saved when I was seven. So I believe he brought me back to my gospel story and just really asked me some hard questions as I was reading his word that morning. And the biggest ask was, do you really trust me? And I think just spoiler alert is that rest comes from trust and surrender. And that was the call that day. I call it the calling of the beloved to come home to the heart of God and remember, or maybe for the first time for me to learn how to truly live as his child, as the beloved that has this, he created the beloved to live and I was busy living for him, but I had for sure forgotten or didn't know how to live from him. And so it was this call to like, come learn what it looks like to live from me. And this isn't a lay around rest. That's what I love. I mean, we do need a Sabbath. We need to practice that. But this is like a life soul rest. of like a pur- But it's a propelling rest. That's what I love. That has us contending for kingdom things like never before. So this isn't a sit at home rest. This is like work from rest and do that from a place of surrender and trust. That's just,
0: that's how it it all started. (laughs) Mm. And I mean, as one of your friends that has traveled with you, we've worked together, but we've also had fun together and our families have gotten to spend a lot of hours together. We've clocked a lot of time. I can say you do this better than anybody I know. So the fact that this is the first, you know, story that you're telling and the way that you're teaching from it, I just, I, you know, when I sat down to read it for the first time, I just sat down and I was like, I, it was that feeling of, I want to sit at your feet about this because... I see you behind the scenes and this is how you live. You tell stories about difficulty in your life with such peace and such grace because there is a soul rest that you experience even in the midst of difficulty, which y'all are living in right now. I don't think this is a secret that your mom was diagnosed with cancer this year. And and even Christy, the way you as a family are walking through that, there's a light in your eyes. There's a hope. And I, I just think everyone needs this right now. This book, this message of the waves bumping up against our lives and us sitting still and being okay in the midst of it is what everybody wants. However, it is not clear always. It's like we will try to strong arm that peace into our lives. And that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about a way of living that is day in and day out. So talk about practically what does that look like in your life, that rest and that trust.
1: Well, I think pretty early on, I discovered, I realized that there is a hustle that will hold us back. I realized that it was holding me back from the life that I was truly longing for. And, you know, we all have this insatiable longing in us. Romans 8 tells us we eagerly groan with all creation to belong, right? So, And nothing will fulfill that longing except life with God, except him. And so I think early on in this, you know, journey of rest, the Lord showed me how really He showed it to me as like living from the bullseye. That's sort of the picture I use in the book is when he met me in Psalm 37 that day, it was like, if you'll just hit the bullseye, I'll take care of all the outer rings of your life. If you imagine like concentric circles coming out of that bullseye. And he's like, I'll show you my glory. He's like, just come home and just hit the bullseye. Like I'm your portion in this life, but you're busy out here. He like basically just showed me. It was like, I could mm-hmm. see it almost like a transparency over that. The scriptures, you know, commit your way to the Lord trust also in him. And he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn and the justice of your cause, like the noonday sun. But he showed me that I was out here running in the outer rings of my life. And I was really actually stuck in that of this process of just trying to have my life unfold the way I wanted it to. Um, But I was a Jesus girl, you know, I was raised in church. I'm a preacher's kid. I, I was living for God. I wanted to like live for him. I wanted my music to bring glory to him. It was all good things, right? But the Lord showed me that that hustling was actually holding me back from living from that bullseye. And I think through the years, you know, of me living this for 15 years, if anything, I believe it just taught me was a transformational relationship with Jesus rather than a transactional relationship with Him. And I feel like that hustling was keeping me in that. Even the quiet time was the to-do list, like to check off, rather than really coming Each morning, even before my feet hit the floor in the mornings, like I have to get my head on straight, even sometimes before my feet hit the floor like remembering that what I do each day comes from whose I am. It comes from who God's made me to be and really and then whose I am that I belong to him and that he's actually, you know, Ephesians 2.10 says that he's he's prepared things in advance for us to walk in And I figure the way that we understand what he's prepared for us in advance to walk in, we have to get near him and we have to ask him what those things are. And, you know, even in this season, as you mentioned, um, with my mom, you know, up against this health challenge that we've never known in our family, even a season like this can actually, what I'm finding even still can be a place where God pours in like never before. I talk about the capacity of the beloved in the book, but there's a couple of different ways to look at capacity. We always think of it as capacity, like what we can crank out, what we can supply, what we can produce. But what I really believe the capacity of the beloved is all about what God intends for us every day is what we can receive and hold and contain from his heart. And that is what we pour out on others. And so I think rather than us going from our own strength and going like, I got to do this, I got to supply this, I got to get this done. It's really like, even in a season like this, where things aren't going as planned, we can look at it as a season to go, okay, God, this isn't going the way I thought. So what does this now free me to receive from you? Like, what do you have for us in this season? And that has been the most transformational thing. And then I think to just one more thing, I think my whole life, I was raised to have that quiet time, which we do need to have, but I looked at it, like I said before, sort of that, like, you know, check it off the box. But what I've really learned is even if you just have five minutes in this season of your life, use that five minutes to start a conversation with God and then let that conversation even out of your mouth, actually, while you're in the car, while you're doing errands, while you're in the carpool line, while you're at your cubicle at work continue the conversation all day long. And, you know, we become the quiet time. That's what the whole point is. I believe it's not like just to have this thing, you feel like you do like this duty you're supposed to uphold, but I believe we become what we, we behold, we become that transformational time with God and we carry it with us to everyone we encounter all throughout the day. Mm -hmm
0: some of the ways that this played out in your life cost you and and cost Nathan. Like There were big decisions. This wasn't just as simple as praying through the day. There were real decisions you all made that were probably scary to make in the time. Talk just a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, one of the first big things was that
1: God literally asked me to lay down my career for a while. It took me a minute to understand that that was actually what he was saying. But what I love is that he he first led me in that by him shifting my desires. And I think anytime you feel your desires shifting, really pay attention to that. Because I really do believe that he leads us first by that desire in us. And I did have this longing for normalcy in that season of my life. I did want to... Come home, and I wanted a sustainable pace for my family, and I believe He did that in me, and it was foreign. I will say, like, and it oh, I talk about the whole book. I'm like, at the end, I was like, was I a little too honest about how hard it was? But oh my goodness, like, I shudder to think like who I would be, and even just who my children would be had I not listened to the Lord. And what I love to is just all those decisions through the years that we've made and you're right there there wasn't just one of them there have been many through the years of having to fight for our family and having to fight for the things that we believed in and there were things along the way that we as a family were like you know what this is worth the sacrifice this is worth us kind of all leaning into this in this season but what i love is just I've lived it long enough to just be able to encourage people. If God is asking you to do something radical like that, like to lay something down, it might not be your career, but whatever it is, I've watched him over and over and over give it back <laughs> in a way that even I never even imagined. But I think the real treasure has been is that the times that he's done that, he's He's even in some of those ways, like he's caused um you know that verse 4 in psalm 37 says delight yourself in the lord he will give you the desires of your heart he did allow some dreams to unfold for us through the years and he did give back as far as when there was a laying down but what i love is that it paled in comparison at the end of the day um i was like god wow i see that you're giving me that back or you're you're causing that to unfold in a way that i never would imagine but it just at that point it didn't Compare to what I had found with him, just treasuring him in the secret. And one of the other things that he spoke to me that day in Psalm 37 was like, just enjoy me. And I don't think at that point in my life, I, I under, I know I didn't, I didn't understand what that would look like to just enjoy God. Whereas he says his, his, his pres in his presence, there's fullness of joy and And I believe just through the years, like I look back on that and he was fighting for me in a place in my heart that I didn't even know I need fighting for. And I didn't even know that maybe I just thought this is a this is the way it's always gonna be. But I cherish that now that he fought for that place in my heart to treasure him in that way. And it's been precious. It's been a precious process. And I love, like I said, just I'm able to encourage people. I've just been out in front of people a little bit. I don't want to say I'm old, but (laughs) I've lived enough life to see that he is faithful in this. When he's asked you to do something hard, he'll come through. He'll come through for you in a way that you never even thought he would. He dreams
0: bigger. It's really precious. And back to that bullseye, that's what I hear you kind of telling is from that bullseye, you've seen those concentric circles work better this is the way God built us to live. And so therefore it's like, this is this is how it plays out and it actually works. And again, it's not that those circles are easy as, as you've shared, like you're fighting, you know, difficulty in your family right now, but you know how to fight it. And as a family, y'all are not overwhelmed by it because there is something in the middle. Like specifically looking at, the time that this book is being released, which is the pandemic, and everyone is scared about the tensions facing our country, about the tensions facing ourselves, like what this means going forward and rebuilding our lives. What would you say your hope is to do with that, that this book, it's not by accident that's releasing in the middle of all this?
1: Yeah. Well, I think if anything, the pandemic
0: revealed, it was the pace,
1: right? And I, I don't think any of us truly, I think there's probably for all of us, if we all sat down and could share, it's like, we don't want to go back to the way it was. So I think it's just, obviously we're all going like, how do, how do we move forward? And I think for a while still, it's going to look like, you know, us kind of going like, how do I rebuild what, you know, has sort of been taken away? Or, I mean, even as musicians for us, it's just like, what is this even going to look like? So it's like a load of like having to trust and having to surrender in these days. And I think it's sort of that same principle of sort of like, okay, for all of us, Lord, even, so let's just say like, just as the church, most of us, you know, not able to meet. Um, I hear that more and more. Just, I know that we're meeting as a church. I'm here in my dad's office. I'm Nathan and I have decided to just come. This church is five minutes from our house and, it's about 60 people and we are meeting and that is beautiful. And for a season, um, especially with where my mom is at, we have just decided that, you know, we're just going to be with them. We're going to be with family and we're going to come up here and meet. But I know a lot of people aren't able to meet right now. And so it's like, what is this going to look like? But I love just one of the chapters in the book is called the power of small. And I think just for all of us, like embracing what, this maybe doesn't feel like, or doesn't look like, I think getting past how okay life doesn't look anything like I thought it would or or used to. And so, okay, God collectively, if that's not going how we thought, what do you have for us to receive in this season Mm -hmm. collectively as the church? And so what does it free us? If we're not able to do that, then what, what am I able to do today? And And even if it does look like you finding that country church that is meaning down, down the road from you, (laughs) we have people joining all the time and the spirit of God is here and he's at work. I think be where you can go where you can be with people, even if that is small. And I think we've, you know, have such Americanized gigantic size views of even what Jesus commanded us to do when I, I won't go into it, but when I went to Israel, that was my biggest takeaway was like how tiny it was. And it was like, I I would read the word of God differently because of Jesus's small, like, and I believe our small and even just like how things have been stripped away is gloriously familiar to him. And so I think it's, you know, just that bullseye. Um, what I talk about in the book is that next outer ring from the bullseye isn't our capacity. It's the community of the beloved. And so I believe just that that God has called us to live out from him and then into the community of the beloved. And then I believe we're supposed to take them with us into our capacity as the beloved. And that can look like you just meeting one on one today with someone that God's brought into the general vicinity of you and encouraging people around you, inviting them into your familiar with God, being okay with that. It's different. And even for us being okay, that it's really small. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think you're exactly right. And that's my hope too, is that there is just a different way we do life on the other side of this. I don't, I, I agree with you. I don't think anybody wants it to go back. And I think this is the thing, though, that it's easy to brush aside, which is that deep first relationship with God and letting that be the thing that drives everything about our lives.
2: Hey, guys, Chloe here, and I am back to tell you about Issue. We've talked about Issue in past seasons, but we are back because Issue is something that we truly use over here on Team Jenny Allen. If you're a creative or you're making PDFs, you're making files, you're making social media graphics, really anything, you know the drill. You're done editing something, it's absolutely perfect, but now you just have to format it over and over for every single different platform. With Issue, you can make it one time and it's ready to post everywhere. We love Issue because it is that all-in-one platform that we can use to create and distribute all the things that we make over here. And Issue is really simple to use. All you have to do is upload your PDFs and your files and Issue transforms them using your vision to create the content that you want. Everything is optimized to post on your website and your social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook. Issue can even help you make animated Instagram stories. And the very best part about Issue is that you can use it for free. They also have premium features that give a more customized experience, but you can get started today for free or if you sign up for a premium account, you can get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code made for this. That's I S S U U.com slash podcast and use promo code made for this at checkout for your free account or 50% off a premium account. That's I S S U U.com slash podcast with promo code made for this. And now back to Ginny and Christy.
0: I want to hear just what is your walk with Jesus look like? Even just, you mentioned praying all day, which I relate to of just, that's kind of how I've always related to God. Just like, hey, what do you think about this? And talking to him all day, which makes me feel sometimes crazy, but I'm glad you do it too. But I do. I just kind of feel like I wonder with him and bring him into things. And I think that's been just the way I grew up. I mean, it's just, it made sense to me. He's my friend. I'll talk to him and in many ways, you know, showed me what to do in situations, what does it look like for you realistically to meet with Jesus? Is it reading? Is it what 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 does that pattern look like for you? Yeah. Is it worship?
1: Well, I have just recently, only recently, taken over a little space that used to be Nathan's, he moved out of it. It was his studio, but forever I've just had to find either just a a corner somewhere, (laughs) but I've found that it does help me to, I need to talk out loud and talking out loud to him helps me be able to process things and pray. But for a long time, it's just looked like my, I call it my thinking chair. It's in the corner of our bedroom. And that's where I just like to think of it as I maybe said this before, but it's really your whole book. It's like, I got to go get my head on straight before I start this day. Like I literally cannot start this day if I don't get my head on straight. And the way that I do that Mm -hmm. is I have to be in the word of God. I have to literally read it and I have to understand it You know, I have an ESB study Bible and I often will go down and go like, what does he mean there? What is this saying?" And, and then I, you know, I invite the Holy spirit in those moments too, to just God, help me understand this, help me understand your word. But a lot of times if, you know, I don't know where to go. I, I end up in the Psalms a ton. I think, I think David was a four on the Enneagram and probably with the five wing like me, (laughs) Um, I just relate Mm -hmm. to David a lot, I guess, as a worship leader. It's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I just think it's so amazing of God that he would literally give us 150 songs and poems. That is a way to communicate with him. I also, you know, I, I talk about my brother, Eric, a lot, who, you know, one of the things that, you know, he's been a mentor in my life. And one of the things he taught me was just to look at that time, you know, I talked about before, just how I used to look at that time with God as just this checklist thing, but he's just like, think of it as you, you need to go remember. And so that's one of the things too. It's just, I got to go get my head on straight. I need to go remember. And we got to do that every single day. And in that time, I love to think that just as I'm in God's word and I'm reading his word, I like to usually do like something from the Old Testament, something from the new, often it's like the Psalms and then I'll go to the gospels and I will just spend time like believing the, in the supernatural power of what his words are saying and how it affects my life, how it um, affects my day. And then just that, that remembrance, I love to look at it as like, you know, we laugh about at camp every summer, you know, how, how we would just, we would rededicate our lives in, in camp every year, <laughs> but really we rededicate our lives every morning. I love to think it's that yeah. time like that we reconsecrate our heart to him every day. And I used to think that holiness was the result of doing godly things, but holiness really is it's an identity. It's who we are. He didn't say do holy. He said, be holy. And so I love that time. Reading his word for me is a time to say, God, I set myself apart for you, which is what holiness is. It's a choice. It's, it's also who we are. It's who he made us to be. And through this, I'm, I'm reconsecrating my heart to you today, getting my head on straight. I'm remembering who you made me to be. I'm remembering that you are who you say you are and I am who you say I am because of that. And I can't really, if I go through a day without it, it's not going to go well.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll say this. (laughs) You have storehouses though, friend. You have walked with them for a long time. And I know that this message for you is at its core, come back to Jesus. Like the, the life you long for is the name of the book. But in the core of it is just this, and it's what I felt when I read it, and it's, it's what I feel when I spend time with you, Christy, that, oh, yeah, that is a good way to live. It's not just we should live that way, right? That, that's, that is, I would say, not the message of this book at all. This book says, why would you ever not want to live this way? You know, I mean, it is it is so dear. It is so sweet. It is such a fragrant aroma, that I'm drawn to that I want to come to. And I think about my daughter who is 18 and really good friends with your daughter. And Ellie and she have formed this really sweet friendship. We always say Kate is a mini me and Ellie is a mini you and, and they just click and I feel the same way about you. It's like we're couldn't be more different. And so Kate comes and stays with your family. And she calls me just laughing, dying laughing. She's like, mom, this house is totally different than our house. So even to the way you live, she was like, there's candles lit, there's music playing. Everyone's like, spends time alone and like reading. (laughs) We're we're like these loud, obnoxious people at our house. And so anyway, but Kate said, Mom, it truly was a place of rest. Like I feel like God, even though I was with them and with friends and, and had such great conversations I also I just feel like my soul rested and honestly that is what you're going to feel reading this book it's going to be like coming into Christy's home and into Christy's life and and you'll feel like there's candles lit and and there's music playing and it and that's how it reads Christy which was I mean it's such a testament that you were supposed to be a writer not just of worship music but also a book so I'm so grateful you did the hard work of of building this and as we go this is what I want to close with Would you just speak directly to that girl that is gonna read this that is desperate, that picks up the book? They don't even know what they're getting. They just see the life you long for and they know that's for them because they're longing for something they don't have. And they're spinning and they're scared and they want to put their feet down, but they don't know how. So just speak directly to them. And then will you close us in prayer?
1: Yeah, well, what I love is that God is a pursuer of our hearts and He is pursuing you and sometimes in even ways that you might not even recognize. And so I my prayer for you is that your eyes would be open, especially in this season that we are in, in all the ways that He is actually coming after your heart. And what I love too is that more than anything that God is asking you, to do for him or to build for him, or even to lay down for him. The thing he is after is you and your heart and, and you really being invited to live like he provided this way for the beloved to live. There's actually like an invitation there. And I would say even this pandemic is like a global invitation to the church for us to come home to the center of his heart. It's a, it's an invitation to you for you to trust him in a way that maybe you never have before. I know trust is scary. It's universally hard for everyone, but in that trust and in that surrender, there is life and there is rest and there is the life you long for. And I I love it that this is a propelling rest, as I said before. And so what you'll find in that surrender is that he's going to show up in places in your life that you never even imagined. And so God, we trust you for that. Lord, we thank you that your eyes are always roaming to and fro looking throughout the whole earth to show yourself strong to those whose hearts would turn towards you. And so we thank you today, Lord, that as we look to you, you're already a god that's like leaned over your seat looking looking at us and and you are looking for those who would turn our heart to you and surrender to you and i thank you god that as we surrender to you lord what we find is that you entrust your heart to those who surrender their heart to you And so God, let us do that, especially as the church, God, may we surrender to you in these days like we never have before so that we actually might even see your kingdom come and your will be done in a way that we never have before, God, because I believe you are on the edge of your seat, ready to entrust your heart to us, to those who would turn towards you and trust you and surrender our days to you, God, help us do that. We love you god help us to learn how to enjoy you and treasure you in the way that you made us to in jesus name amen
2: hey before you go i want to make sure you know about christy's new book that just came out called the life you long for learning to live from a heart of rest y'all it is not only beautiful on the outside but it is a beautiful story on the inside. If Christy has taught us anything, it's that you can return to this place of rest. You can let go of the hustle and you can find your identity in the quiet center of God's love. You can find The Life You Long For anywhere books are sold and we know you guys will love it. And we will see you on this next episode of the Made for This podcast. Thanks for listening.